I sort of had one of those moments where I was like, I'm a grown man, like limiting my calorie intake. That's so embarrassing. And then just never did it again. I think what changes is that you want big arms. <laughs> yes. I was like, this is so unserious and embarrassing. What am I doing? <laughs> and I was like, what are we doing That's this for? That's funny. But it's true. It's like, why? What is the point of this? I'm laughing, but I inside him feel targeted. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Nico. What's up, Con? Not much. I love you. I love you. No homo. A mm, little bit of homo for me. Just a little bit. Just a smidge. From two guys who are never part of the boys club, we want to welcome you into ours. Welcome to Boys Club. This is our podcast. About boys. And about other things. Like their clubs. And the things we were a part of. Hockey. And we're not a part of. Bagels. Wait, did you say we were a part of hockey? I wasn't. Me neither. Welcome to the club, boys. Grab a bagel. Grab what do boys eat? <laughs> Grab a bagel. I was like, what do boys eat? <laughs> oh, God. Running start. How are you? Um... We sh- I'm good. I we shouldn't like- lie to the boys at home that we're very sleepy this wait, morning, both I of us. Even, wait, you just decided that about me. You are. I'm you looking right I at look you. sleepy? We just have been together for the last 45 minutes and both of us are half asleep. Wait, do you think my energy's bad? No, I don't think it's bad. I just think we it- need to come clean that we're sleepy. I'm not deeply sad, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> I was a little bit sad this morning because I walked outside and there was snow on top of the cars. And that made yeah, me... Yeah, we both have like deep seasonal affective disorder. That bummed me out. I would love to go to LA with you for Q1. Well, it's too late now. Is it? For this year? Probably. Have you not seen The Holiday? That was a real last minute trip for both of them. And one of them did go to LA. Huh. Wait, turn your gain up just a little bit. The Holiday. Which there's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> your overcorrection is always... Always funny. Anyway, okay. We are... I'm sorry that my energy is bad. Are you I'm mad not at saying me? that your energy is bad. I'm saying that we were both sleepy this morning. You don't want to have a podcast with me anymore. <laughs> This took a dark turn. Betrayal is a boys club. (laughs) Okay, wait. My boys club for this week, though, actually, is... We've talked about it a couple times in the the recent weeks, but we watched White Lotus last night. I won't have any spoilers for the the last... But I was so excited last night that we had, like, a watch party for it. Mm -hmm. Because I love... I love that there's still one... Like, even if it's just the Sunday HBO, whatever's, like, their big show at the moment, I love that there's still, like, an event-based watching thing. Kardashians yeah. is maybe similar, but I feel like those shows have more of a... Yes. No, monoculture. Mono Do culture. you know what monoculture is? That's a joke because you taught me about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went and explained it to someone else as if it was an original thing that I knew. That's how it goes. That's how... So Nico often will tell me things and then I will regurgitate them to people in an effort to look intelligent in, in, in but a But that's why we share information. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, what information I have to share with you and I can't think of anything that I bring to the table. I, t- I, you, I feel like you have a good grasp of what Soul Cycle is because I've explained it so many times. I think so too. Yeah. Wait, but I agree with you that it's nice when it's like, oh, we all care about this one thing Yeah. that is like worth talking about. It's like um, water cooler chatter. Yeah. And if it, even though like I didn't love the finale, like I was okay with it. I actually yeah. think I need to think about it more before I make a full opinion on it, but I, yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. like blown away in the moment, but it was overcome by the fact that I was so excited that we were all together. Yeah, I also think that it is... Okay, so I watched the first season really quickly, like, Mm -hmm. in, like, a day. And so it was really easy to follow each storyline. And it felt like every single storyline was so, like, interesting and, like, complicated and, like, fully formed in the first season. Whereas this one, watching it week to week, or monoculture, which is incredible, (laughs) I felt like it was so hard to, like, grasp any individual story. Okay. Is that... But I might... That might be an attention deficit disorder thing. 
No, but the the stories were kind of interestingly paced, in my opinion. Like, I feel like there were, like, a couple... There would be, like, two episodes at a time where, like, one of the three storylines yeah. was really strong, and then, then we wouldn't really hear about them for much. Like, nothing would right. happen for them for a little while. So, like, I feel like the three gentlemen kind of fizzled out. I, I don't know. know. Like, they started strong and then fizzled out. I never followed them. I only ever followed the hot couples. The hot couples kind of stayed su- some way. And then, like, Jennifer Coolidge started fine and then got right. interesting towards the end. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, you know what one person said, though, that I thought was really smart and I agreed with? I hmm. think it was Will DeVito. He said that we see that, or at least, I don't think this was true at the beginning, but in the back half of the season, the couple's story was told through the eyes of Ethan. Is his name Ethan? Yeah. Which was maybe, like, not the most interesting way to see that. Yeah, I agree. Because he's the most boring one of those four. But I think it was a little bit about him figuring out what comes with his new status. Yeah. And navigating that. Yeah. Via the relationship to his wife, his friend, and his friend's wife. Correct. You know? Yeah, I need to maybe one day go back and rewatch all seven episodes. If I ever get... If I get COVID, I'm going to go back and <laughs> okay. watch all seven. If I... Seven episodes. Um, But that was my boys' school for this week. What about you? Okay, my boys club. It needs to be people that are dancing on the train. I'm so tired of that. I don't think that's been a boys club before. Dancing on the it train. It has to be. I don't consent to receive your art. I don't. <laughs> I do not consent to receive your art. That is crazy that you just force people to receive your art. Well, we talked about this the other day because I was, me be. was saying the risk reward on that has got to be insane because it's like it's crazy. best case scenario you finish your routine successfully and right. you make some money off of it. Worst case scenario, you kick somebody in the face and you're in big trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, that's my first there have been club. some close calls. No, absolutely. And then they always end it with it. Nobody got kicked in the face. And it was like, well, that feels like kind of like um, an update in yeah. this weird way. <laughs> yeah. <That feels laughs> yeah. Like, it's been seven like, days since somebody got kicked in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then my other boys club is people that infantilize me and call me BB. And the reason I'm making that my boys club okay. is because Maher and I have talked about this and I'm curious to see what our guests will have to say on it. Um, being called BB, I think, is really insulting. I'm a, I'm a grown man. And if you call me BB, I think you don't see me for a fully formed human <laughs> with opinions and experiences. And even, dare I say, trauma. So, Okay. Yeah. Don't fucking call me BB. Nobody puts BB in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> You're gunning for title of that today. <laughs> Boys, our guest today is a dear friend of the pod. Uh, he is a soon-to-be... Uh, master's degree yeah. owner recent cat father right. hot man around town um boys give a warm welcome to maher hello, hello. is this thing on hello. how are you getting a cat you don't live with someone you live alone no, i do live alone in a little baby box oh wait in, in the village i have a little baby box wait what's your baby rent? King. honestly i got a covid deal and they just never raised it so it's like 1800 oh that's incredible yeah so we we slayed we won is it a building where you're like someone died here probably there's That's no, very like, Manhattan to me. It's like in every building, I'm like, there was a per- and your apartment too. There was say. almost a death in mine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, there for sure was a death. And like, for how many years that building's been standing? Like, this building, I feel like it went up like years, like a few years ago. As the boys at home maybe know, my landlord lived in my apartment oh. in the 70s. Oh. <laughs> Mary Tyler Moore yeah. smoking a cigarette. I love that. Yeah. See, my building was built in like the late 1800s, so I'm like, there's definitely some sort of colonial spirit lurking throughout. For Probably sure. several. For Probably sure. Probably many. Wasn't um, it you who said that there was a, a murder in Tompkins Square Park in like the 1800s or something? Cannibal? No, that was way recent. I mean, there were, I'm sure there were lots of murders there, but there was a cannibal case really recently. Cannibalism is my... Like, you know, I love like to Like, more recent Chalamet. than the 1800s? 
Yeah, no, like the wait, let me pull it up. The, I think it's the eighties. Oh, it was the eighties. I'm pretty sure it was the nineteen eighties. Mm. I think at the beginning of this, I did deliver misinformation that was like, yeah, this happened in the eighteen hundreds, and I, upon recent Wikipedia searches, have realized it was actually way more recent. It was like during AIDS. Maybe it was related to AIDS. I'm sorry. You I don't know. know. I've been thinking about AIDS this whole time. In what context? <laughs> Anytime we bring up any sort of history, this like when you talk about the 70s, I was imagining her in that apartment being like, there's a new gay virus. <laughs> and just like saying that. And I was like, wow, that's Honestly, Ronald Reagan on the TV. She's yes. just like, no, Ronald Reagan never talked about AIDS. No, he didn't. Yeah, I don't he's think... just on the TV metaphorically. I don't think she was thinking about it too much from my... I know, my I parents know didn't know a single gay person in the 80s. And I was like, that's crazy. And now they know three. And now they know... Minimum three. three. <laughs> Minimum three gay people. They intimately know three. Um, wait, so what are your thoughts on, on the... the... BB. <laughs> so I personally love it. I'm like, listen, there's nothing wrong with feeling like small, dainty, and demure. And sometimes like if that label gets put upon you, I'm like, I thank you very much for that. You know what I mean? But I do get it where it's like, why are you as a grown man calling me baby? Like, you know, I'm too old be to be to war. Do you know what I'm saying? I was in jail, Maher, right. for a night. Like I... Were you in jail for a night? For yes. one night. Was it in jail for a night? That's true. I've lived... Don't yeah. call me baby. Wait, I can't so wait. Did you, you wait time out? We've actually never talked I just about this. Did woke you woke up in jail? You woke no up. underwear, but I was wearing a smock or whatever. They give people in jail. Wait, yeah. so you were real, you so were in the jumpsuit? They handed me a broom and they said clean up your pee, or a mop. They said clean up your pee because I had peed everywhere. I'm sorry. And then I was like, I've got to just kill myself right here. And then when they were like, your dad's coming, and I was like, Jesus Christ, my dad. Because he's in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I this story is riddled with privilege. This was also like ten years ago. Was this pre or post Martin O'Malley? Pre. Okay, work. Yeah. And then my parents paid $1,000 to have taken on my record, which is insane. I agree. And, but now I tell everyone about it on my podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's brave. I know. Well, they were trying to kick me out of school. And then I was like, oh. it's my dream to start a sobriety support group mm-hmm. and support other people like me. Work. And they were like, that's incredible. And I was like, <laughs> and yeah. so then they let you stay at Elon. But that's why I stayed at Elon. Did you really start a sobriety support group? Why do you need to fight so hard to stay in North Carolina? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, sort of. Have I told you this story? No. So I started a sobriety support group, but I didn't tell anyone about it. But I, for every Wednesday night, I rented out the African American resource room because it was just like a room that you could rent. And it was always available, which also I agree with you is bad. Elon is bad. <laughs> and then I would just go and sit in that room. And if anyone was like, when is your sobriety support group? I'd say, well, it's on Wednesday in this room. And that was it. I just never advertised it. Did people come? No, not one. It was never advertised. Never one person <laughs> came. It was more just like, I have this room rented in case anyone asks. Wow. Wow. Doing the work. Incredible. Here's the thing. I've said this before. I will always, and I think queer people in general, we will always survive. <laughs> Many, we talked about Tooth and nail. We will, Scrappy. Yes. Right. We're always white knuckling our dreams. <laughs> right. Get Connor, uh, get Connor a purple heart. Yeah, a medal of honor. But like, not enough about me. The boys know that I was in prison, and like, I want to know about you. Sure, jail okay. even. <laughs> so, <laughs> jail, yeah. Okay. So you think BB is cute and fun? I'm not opposed. Okay, so I guess my question to you: If BB is repulsive and wretched, what do you prefer? Accomplished man, gentleman. Um, no, I like. I don't like Bud. Of course, I don't. Like <laughs> no, I hate that. I love Con. I think Con is okay, a very respectful nickname. And people who, no one who calls me Con wants me dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm. 
Right. I guess. If yeah. a man is calling me bud, I'm like, you either want to beat my ass or like you want me dead. And I don't know what the in between of that is. Bud is only a straight person to say that to you. No, sometimes like really weird men on Grindr will say that. And I'm like, don't do that. Oh. Who do you think this is? I'm hearing deal. Or like, hey, buddy. And I'm like, uh. I'm sick. Or like, woof. I'm like, D- get out of my face. Woof. I still never know if that's good or bad. It, I think it's both. I, I only use, like, woof. Context. I only use woof when I'm like, ugh, woof. Yes, Wolf is like um, Home Alone. Buzz, your girlfriend. <laughs> Wolf. I, I don't think it's like hot. Like, no, people like, do it and it's like scary. And I'm like, why, why hmm. are you barking at me? Yeah, gay men are broken. <laughs> we should stop saying that. She wants to that. I'm Wait, so sorry. I think it would be really jarring to get Bud in a sexual context like that. They're like sometimes people on Grinder like randomly message and be like, "What's up, Bud?" I'm like, Wolf. "I want you dead." So, dude, can I fuck you? <laughs> <laughs> right. My wife or is like, uh, at work. Can I just? <laughs> So a really big pet peeve of mine, if we're talking about grinder etiquette, which I use just like honestly for content, just like personal or otherwise, I yeah. love when people are like, you're literally just like normal conversation. They're like, oh, I'm so horned up right now. And I'm like, you couldn't have come up with any better verbiage choice. Like yeah, you, this horned is what up. you had, you were sitting here, took your fingers, used your brain to type a sentence out, <laughs> typed it, read it, looked at it and was like, this is perfect to send to a stranger and then hit send and expect to receive like <laughs> I think an ass picture as a result. Grinder is... This like I don't know how to describe it. It's like the purge. But in, they do it on app. other apps too. It's not like it's just in like You think gay men are like that on like hinge and Tinder I've had people Bumble. say that to me on Hinge, on Tinder, and Raya. on Twitter. Not Raya. Oh, did you say Twitter? Yes. People oh. on Twitter do it too. It's like <laughs> to get on Which Twitter. honestly though I feel like Twitter, like for Twitter, like that makes sense. But it's like for everything else, I'm like, what is wrong with you? Horned up. Horned up. I'm like, yeah. you couldn't have come up with something better. Yeah, that's kind of a lot. But like for me I mean I just like never uh, like that's just not in my vocabulary. I just can't no, imagine texting a woman that and her I'm being so receptive to it. No, so. we're in the up right now. You guys should get, allow yourself the same standards. Right. It's like, <laughs> why are you allowed? Like, why are you letting a forty-year-old stranger talk to you like this? Like, yeah. it's crazy. But people like it must work because people do it. Someone has to be falling for it. That's the question of the day. Who is falling for that? It's, it's, I think the <sighs> gay culture is very sex first. Right. But it's like that Fort Green first. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take me to the park. Okay, wait. So do, you, do you just go to Fort Greene and then go on Grinder and see who's in the in the radius? Um, I definitely have done that before. Like, not like to actually find someone to be like, what's it like over here? Mm. It's kind of like any like when you were in high school. You remember when you would like go to another school for like a soccer game? Okay, middle school. I saw in middle school, and then you'd be like, what's the ecosystem like at this at this <laughs> academy? Sure. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Be like, yeah. Who's, who just are that? It assessing is, vibes. It is yeah. crazy that you could take Grinder anywhere and be like, who lives around here? Yeah. And it's just my find out. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Some of my friends have like gotten locked out of their buildings and oh like have people that live in their building on Grinder and be like, hi, I'm locked out. Can you please let me in? And they will. Oh my God. And like, you know what? That's like why I will always support Grinder. Just that for that community. Alone. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. at its core, it is community. That's Even though funny. many people on it are wretched, vile, and disgusting. However, there's some people that I'm like, wow, you restore faith in the community for me. I it is just that. like I'm kind of a no man's land. Yeah. To be honest. It's definitely, we were talking about this the other day, that like gay male spaces in general seem under-regulated um, oh, in yeah. general. Yes. Oh, yeah. I regulate them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm... And this is why you're getting the Purple Heart, because you, mm-hmm. you do the work of the community. 
Have you been to the underwear party at Empire Island? No. I Okay, I have lived in New York City for a year and a half. Can somebody invite me to their Fire Island timeshare? We have a timeshare. <laughs> we don't have a timeshare, but we're going to go. We are getting a timeshare. Okay, work. I really want to go. We're getting a share. And I want to go to like the, 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 the white party just out of pure irony. The white party or the underwear party? There's I think it's the same party. thing. I think it's the same thing. They call that the, the white party. Well, it's like you're wearing white. The white people party. That too. <laughs> It's all one of It is the whitest place I've ever been, and I've been in some white places. I mean, also, you have to remember you are, like, ten miles away from the Hamptons, so it's like, that is truly If I knew I was ten miles away from the Hamptons, I would have brought walking shoes, babe. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even realize. Okay, it's not ten miles, but it's, like, a a good 15-minute to 20-minute drive to the Hamptons. Like, it's close. Fascinating. And that's why I'm just, like, for me personally, and maybe this is really obnoxious, if I have a choice between one or the other, I'm going to the Hamptons every time. Yeah, no, I There was two gay comedians that I'm not going to name on the pod. But I remember when I was in Fire Island, I was like, I wonder if those gay comedians are here. And they were in the Hamptons, and I was like, they've taken off. Yeah. And you feel like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're, like, doing it. Yeah. They're <laughs> not, no longer in this cesspool. And actually, in the movie Fire Island. But it's like, they're no longer here. They're, like, I feel graduated. like if you were that famous, like, if you're famous among that community, going to that place would just be probably not that fun be overwhelming yeah it's also like because everybody knows who you are you'd be hyper perceived yeah yeah some people aren't opposed to that for me that's my personal hellscape so mm-hmm. like I again to be perceived period like yes but then also too if you have like that big of a following where everyone knows you and then you show up to this party where again highly unregulated and people are just clowning around which again there's like nothing wrong I want to like I want to make very clear there's nothing wrong we're with not that. yucking I'm, yum, no and I that. honestly like when I am more comfortable with being perceived as a me issue I will be gallivanting around all of the parties and fire island however if you like if you're that no i feel like that's a, a point like a safety risk too if you people people that many people know who you are and you're just like yeah just out, out and about because people yeah. if you've seen like some people some of my dm requests are scary people's dm requests frightening there is something about fire island we've talked about this where you have to like ride a boat and then take a, a golf cart and then like take a shot like it's like a very like hard to catch it's the lewis and clark expedition yeah for example. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a triathlon yes For a little bit like, yeah. you, you, yes Except you, you get do there. every form of transportation to get there. And then you just like run your body to the ground once you've done the full entire journey there. And there's something beautiful about that. Yeah, I am grateful to Fire Island because that's where I did mushrooms for the first time and now I'm like a huge believer in mushrooms. I love Okay, I really want to partake in the mushroom situation. Do you want to my I'm just kidding, never mind. <laughs> I just say I'm what, kidding, they're, you're, what if the they're mine. My house? They're not They're illegal. Isn't that crazy? Are they? Yeah, I'm a Democrat and they're illegal. That's brave. <laughs> They're, which is insane. They grow on the ground. I just, like, feel like all of a sudden, everyone's, like, in their sober curious era, and now everyone is doing mushrooms. And I feel like it happened in the span of, like, a week. Like, I blinked, and now everyone's doing mushrooms. It is, it's just a lot about a drug, if, if I'm on board. <laughs> I mean, I've been sober, like, six and a half years, I was mm-hmm. like, but this one I like. I feel like it, like, literally, I'm not kidding, happened overnight. Where they're like, yeah, like, I'm not drinking tonight, like, I'm on mushrooms. And I'm like, when did this happen? I think what did it's I miss? really big because it's, like, the come down is really chill. And I think what's scary about a lot of those drugs is the come down is crazy. Like they really fuck your dopamine receptors mm-hmm. up. So with I bet with mushrooms that's not true in the same way. Um, I feel like it also isn't like maybe they are, and I think anything can be addictive. But I feel like the sense I get with people who do mushrooms, it's like, oh, I don't have to do this again for at least like at least a week, yeah. probably longer for most yeah. people. So it's like not like the type of thing where you're like, oh, I could do this every day. Yeah, which yeah. is like with weed you. and alcohol and other drugs, you absolutely could get right. into a thing where you're Literally. doing it every day. Someone said there's no addictive properties, but I don't know what any addictive properties are, so I feel like I shouldn't speak on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's no addictive property. I think as anything that is that feels good is addictive, totally. except for sex, because I feel like, God, 
made it made it so like when cis men have sex they don't want it it's just insane sex wait. is absolutely addictive it's absolutely like wait so hold on but after that's okay. a whole sex part of white lotus sorry to attack you but what what do you mean by that it's called a refractory period oh okay yep yep yep, yep. You're Episode saying 37, that, I explained the refractory period. You're saying that you can, if, like, people with penises can't just continue right. on. Yeah, once you're... That's actually what I have a theory with dating that I just decided. Okay. Okay. I want to hear it. I'm, my mom's going to hate this. I don't think that you should come with someone... Like, a, a period? Ever? For, like, for, like, a week and a half. Like, two weeks. Like, because... Here's the thing. If you come with someone that you don't know, as soon as you come, you're like, okay... I'm done with this. Like, right. I don't need to sit with this person anymore. Whereas, to me, I don't feel the need to sit with someone even when I don't. But if it, but if there's an emotional connection, it depends who it is. So it's like, if your goal is to date someone and there's like an emotional connection built, then you could like, that like maybe is a good litmus test. Like, can you, after you come with this person, do you need to hit, hit, hit the road? Hit yeah. the road, Jack? Or do you like, are you like, no, I like this person enough to like stay? That I get that. A hundred percent. Was this groundbreaking what I said at all? Or are you just, uh, no, you're mad at me? No, I guess I'm confused. I'm stuck on the um, sex is not addictive <laughs> portion of this. Oh, it's kind of like you could just like do like this. The, you could do like cocaine, cocaine, cocaine. But you're not going to be like, <laughs> come, come, come. Then Some come. people are. I will say some sex, people do. Yeah, sex addicts. That is real. Yeah. But yeah. like sex addicts are real everyone. <laughs> yeah. But I think even if there's a refractory period, it's still like you could do it every day. There are also oh. some people who don't need said refractory periods. Some people two be to three times a day. No, I, I know. I mean, two to three times a day. So I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. Like I made it crazy. <laughs> I made it crazy. But I'm. That's what I'm saying. It's like you could still do it a lot. You just can't do it immediately. To me, coming is an appetite suppressant. You know what I'm saying? That is Connor. so real, Connor. That is so real. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I was no. gonna hate. This. No, I mean, I'm not mad at you. I'm worried. You know what I'm <laughs> Because you don't want to do that when you're full. You don't. There's two things you don't want to do when you're full. Have sex. Have sex or do improv. And <laughs> improv. Wait. Okay. But this is my question. Okay. So this is the grand question to that point. So, what? Like, this is why to me dinner dates. I'm like, why do we want to do this? Wait. I'm obsessed with what you just said. Literally, I like a week ago, someone was like, "Let's get dinner," and I just said with no explanation, "I don't want to get." Dinner. I don't want to get. I'm sorry. I like, don't want to get dinner. I didn't even make up a reason. I was like, I just don't want to get dinner. That's a very intimate thing to do with someone. Also, it's just like, with all due respect, I don't want to sit with someone for that I barely know for two hours and mm-hmm. do this thing where you are again being perceived and right. But like, right. It's a very, um, like, no, I don't know how to use a steak knife. I'm a moron. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, I'm not doing that in front of a person that I want to right. buy me a house. Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's so real. It won't end well for me. That's a very intimate thing. But I think that also goes back to, like, once you have an emotional connection with someone, mm-hmm. can you go and sit and eat dinner with that person? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what dating is. I know. That's a shocking discovery. <laughs> that's a Did sho- you decide that's like, you want to spend time with somebody? I'm like, whoa. That, I've never thought of it that way before. <laughs> what now? I just learned what attachment styles are. Oh, God. What's yours? I actually, I think it fully depends on the person. I think okay. that... Me as well. I've definitely, I've done anxious and I'm done avoidant. And it probably depends if the person wants me dead or alive. If they want me alive, then I'm going to be avoidant. And if they want me dead, then I'll be anxious. So I made it... Courtesy of my therapist made a shocking discovery that 
I don't have an avoidant detachment style. I just don't like 85% of the people that I talk to. And uh, that's why I don't care. And I'm like, oh, it all mm. makes sense now. Because I started, I talked to someone recently where I'm like, oh, I actually really enjoy you a lot as a person. And I was like, oh, this is what actually liking and caring for someone feels like. I've not experienced that in a very long time. Yeah. I feel like I'm, it? I shouldn't ask that. I'm yeah, we're not disclosing that. that okay, yeah, I'll cut that part out. Work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think... For me, it very much depends on the person. I I would say secure, leaning a little towards anxious for me, like a little bit towards anxious. Secure, so you're finished. I feel like a secure. Oh, you might be secure. I am. What? You just are secure. Well, now that we're talking about it, I feel like it is the type of thing where it's not like the personality test where you just like take the test and it's one of those. Yeah. It probably is very relation to dependent, and I've absolutely had anxious and avoidant in the past, but I would say right now I'm in a secure attachment. We love that. Wait, that's called. Nirvana. <laughs> I'd say so. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Jesus was secure attachment. Mm-hmm. Was he? I think so. Wait, isn't one fearful? It's like fearful avoided maybe. I'm definitely that one. Whatever that is. The thing is, I get that one though too. Like, Wait, explain me a symptom of that one. So fearful avoidant is a mix of anxious and I first of all would like to clarify, I have no degree in this and I'm talking out of my ass, just to be clear. And know um, that we don't do facts on this podcast. No, none it's of the theories. I'm gonna just lie. And questions. Um essentially it's like a mix of anxious and avoidant. And so it's like sometimes like okay, I, my brain's not working this morning. It's okay. But it's like a mix of the two. So sometimes it'll be like, it's like a push and pull kind of situation. Okay. You know, I, that didn't really make much sense. Wait, so, so anxious, too. what's the difference between anxious and avoidant? I think anxious is like, affirm me, give yeah. me attention, I always think you're going to leave me. And then avoidant is, you're like, this is too much. Yeah, you're like, leave me alone. I've actually been both in the last year. A lot of the time, the two go hand in hand. Like, people who have anxious attachment styles will often date, like, people with avoidant attachment styles just because, like... So that to me this weekend. Mm-hmm, because, like, at first, the two of you will be, like, all over each other, but yes. then, like, the anxious person will, like, at that starting point in the relationship when you both are like that, like, it'll be all great, but then the avoidant person's gonna start to feel overwhelmed, so they'll pull away, but that's gonna make the anxious person push in more, and then it makes them walk away faster. And so it's just, like, a sort of thing that gets played out okay it's so hard to, i know to find the to like to find the right one no literally. it's just so I'm hard to it. like match up with people in that way in such an intimate way yeah because like friendship is obviously like i mean obviously that takes a certain amount of chemistry and like clicking but like it's such another level with romantic connection because mm-hmm. you want you ask so much more of that person i know <sighs> wait we also need to talk about how on your close friend story you said that you were doing my podcast yeah i, d- and I meant i know podcast. okay let's talk about that i was going that. to slander you on no and let me tell you why one of us could that. explain an rss feed to you and the other one couldn't no let so me definitely not <laughs> let me explain what happened <laughs> i forgot that i put nico on my close friends and i was mm. like am i gonna tag him and he's not gonna see this but i remember putting you on it you, okay. i remember i put you on it and i knew you were on it but i couldn't remember if at that point in time you were on Fair it enough. So i felt honored to be on it i have no idea i think so maybe okay you're gonna want to be on it it's good work no that was completely my fault and i actually meant to apologize for you once you saw <laughs> no, it's that okay. you you hearted it i was in i was about to give a work presentation so i was not able to but i, I saw you liked it and i was like oh fuck i just realized i forgot to tag <laughs> too. and i'm so sorry this oh is... i did mean that as a genuine i was excited to have you oh <laughs> i was excited to be here too <laughs> i'm thrilled but, but also i i did text connor and i was like maher's doing your podcast this monday we'll see about that the words <laughs> my podcast feel literally insane like almost when i talk about this i want to say so a podcast that i do speak on right it's <laughs> also mine i love that yeah wait so do, how 
I do feel like, are we going to get into MSNBC? Yeah, we can. Or boys clubs? Yeah, we, okay. can, we can get into it now if you want. What's a boys club that you are a part of? Wait, no, I don't want to... No, if it comes up organically, we'll talk about okay, it. Okay, so a boys club I'm currently a part of, but will only be a part of for another week. I'm in business school, which we... Whoa. Gabelli. Yeah, Gabelli. Are there any other gays in business school? Like two. Awesome. But all... <laughs> <laughs> Representation. No, it's I have a very small program, so there's like okay. genuinely just like not that many Wait, people. Wait, what is your program? Wrong? So I'm in, I have a, getting a master's in media management. So it's okay. a mix of business and media study, which has been a lovely little time. Fun. My sort of focus is on media innovation, which like we also love. Um, and yeah. Wait, say media innovation in another way. So like innovation in the media industry. <laughs> You're going to go jump. Those are the same words. <laughs> but there's like, no, well, that's like is what it is. It's just like learning. Like, like what's an example? New types of media. Like, so it's like, or how to like, analy- this is going to get really complicated for everyone listening. I'm very sorry. No, our average, the IQ of our average boy, we realize is really high. Okay, work. Okay, mm-hmm. lovely. It's no, crazy. so basically analyzing business models of media companies and finding innovative ways for them to sort of move their business model forward. When you mean business model, you mean how they're making, how they're monetizing it? How they're appealing to customers, but also that too. Is the answer just paid ads? Sometimes. Most of the time. And paywalls. <laughs> Honestly, like a lot of the time, yeah. If you have a paywall, mm. I think you're a, a cock. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking Washington Post. You can go you fuck suck off. my stop, fucking. Stop, <laughs> stop writing fascinating articles. I want to read. Also, to the New York Times to suck my dick. Yeah. And also, yeah. though, but if you hear this, no, you didn't because I am actually actively applying for a job there. So, like, <laughs> what? Nice. You, you didn't hear New that. York Times article. Whatever happened with the? Uh, you know what sucks about my New York Times is that I signed up for it in college because I was a had to do it needed for a class and so it was signed up under my college um email handle that i mm. don't have access to anymore oh yeah so i'm logged in on like ADD. one computer mm. to my new york times and then and if i can't get and, logged out so i have to keep it on that but i can never access it on my phone or like anywhere else because i don't know the account information so i couldn't read it when you sent it to me but i could if i found it on my laptop i think it was an article about this person that we know from afar about their house oh, oh. Right, right, right. Oh my god. Wait. Yeah. Did we ever figure whatever happened with the the uh they were doing like a union strike or something, weren't they? New York Times. Oh yeah. They were. We were supposed to not yes. access anything. Mm-hmm. I had to stop doing Wordle. I'm gonna have never done a Wordle, and then I lose. I will just say something that was very funny to me is all of the people that post infographics to their story that were like, "Let's not use the New York Times. Let's not use the New York Times." Then the next day they're posting the New York Times like official results of the Georgia runoff election, and I'm like, yeah. "Guys, it was not even 12 hours." Name names. I can't. It's a lot of people. Like it's I couldn't name just one. It was like. At least 15, I saw. Wait, so I think you're, you flex all these different worlds. And it's yeah. fascinating. We're going to get back to B-School, obviously. Work, yeah. I mean, but there's like, really not much else to go into. It's sort so of... So, like, a little history on Maher. Sure. You are in B-School. You mm-hmm. interned at a major news network. Yes. That it's MSNBC. It is MSNBC. And you also worked at various boot camp at the desk. Yeah, I also was a manager there, too. Which And then you're also, like, kind of a comedian adjacent because yeah. you're friends with, like, well, me and Nico and Maddie. So, right. Like, in that order. Like, I feel, and maybe this is just out of, like, <laughs> maybe this is, like, pure delusion, but I feel like if I was, like... a lot of communities. No, I, and I love that about myself, but I feel yeah. like if I were to, like, gun to my head, I could come up with a really funny, like, stand-up situation and, I'm like, sure present it. I feel like I would do it well, but it's just, like, I feel like I can't throw another... Like, I'm already juggling. If I were to throw one more ball in there, it's going to ruin everything. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, it absolutely does. I think that... Like, the potent, the comedy potential's there... It's just like, that's just a world I think if I were to try to lean into would just be the end of it for me. Okay, so I have to tell you about this part of the bell jar by Sylvia Plath. 
where she is writing about how she looks at this tree and there's all these figs Mm -hmm. and each fig represents a different thing that she could be whether it's a mom or a businesswoman or Mm -hmm. a writer right and as she stares at all the juicy figs and tries to decide what she's going to be they start to dry up Mm -hmm. and then they all become dry and it's like the longer you wait to like be something and to like follow your dream all right. of the dreams start to dry and I think that's that, beautiful but I think that's very 23 I kind of remember working at like a marketing desk and being like <laughs> I want to be a comedian but I want to I want to climb this corporate ladder and wear rolled up jeans you know? right. rolled up jeans does that make any sense a hundred percent does that make any sense I love when you take an absolute left turn but it makes sense no like that was beautiful <laughs> everyone look up Sylvia Plath fig bell jar mm-hmm it is beautiful. I will say that is something that has been ever present in my life. That whole yeah. that whole archetype of things, just again, because like there's so much occurring where it's like, I feel like also in the last year, I have done 17 different pivots with my career where it's just I sort know, of I feel like, like everyone talks to you, you have a new. It's like if you pull up my LinkedIn, it's like, what is this man doing? Like this man just like throwing shit at a wall and seeing. No, you're stuff. like literally so young that like, well, that feels ignorant to say that. No, but it's like true. Yeah, I feel like that's normal. You're like in school. You have just yeah. one internship. You worked at that other place, but I just think working at that other place makes you privy to like kind of a crazy world. Yeah. MSNBC. Well, yeah. Actually, you said anything. I met Group Fitness, but also MSNBC. Oh God, yeah. That's like a whole. I feel like, and I've said this before. I feel like, and similarly to customer service jobs of any kind, if especially in New York City or LA, if you are working in Group Fitness in a client-facing capacity where you are not an instructor, you deserve some award of some kind for just like <laughs> simply surviving that. Because like yeah. I feel like working in it for two years was truly took years off of my life, mm-hmm. years. Because I just like it's a very specific kind of person that goes to Group Fitness things, and like we love them; they're great. We love them. Connor loves them because those are the people he teaches on a day-to-day basis. We love them. Sometimes it's just like a lot. At six in the morning on a Sunday or seven in the morning on a Sunday, if you are angry, why? Yeah. Let's figure that out. Why are Wait, you yelling at me? My joke, what I think is so funny about Barry's all the time is that every time I'm there, everyone looks really sad. And it's like, I'm there at like 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. I'm like, your lives are absolutely good. You paid $40 to run on this treadmill <laughs> at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday in Chelsea, yeah. New York City, the greatest right. city in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Why are you upset? Because, because in order to afford to, to go to those classes, they're working a job that makes them work like 20 hours a day. And so they're all like on the verge of like falling apart. Why are they there at 2 p.m.? Because it's the only time they have off. It's like their 20 minute time to like take time off of lunch. Wait, I'm there at 2 p.m. because I have so much time off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so fast. And that's, and that's why everyone is like kind of miserable there. Everyone's like, it's like very type A vibes and like. That's why I loved it at first, but then, like, when you're having to face those people, it's kind of like, wow, this is awful. Yeah. <laughs> but I love the people I work with. Are people rude to you? Give me every story that someone's rude to you. Um, I had, okay. Every story. I've had, like, I have way more than I can count. Do you, wait, so who attacked oh. you? Like, so many people. I've gotten, like, yelled at by, like, nine people at once. That was really fun. Wait, Whoa. and you were just like, I'm only one person. Yeah, because the system that we were using to, like, book people in the class, like, this is, like, a sold-out morning class. And, like, for those of, for the girlies that do group fitness, you will know that it's an absolute war zone at 7 in the morning. Yeah. And at any fitness location. Um, the system crashed in the middle of checking people in. And so, like, there was a wait list of 40 people. And so oh, I was not my... able to figure out who was on the wait list and who was actively in class already. Before COVID? No. Those, they're going to get 40 like, people on the wait list over there? This was, oh my god, yeah, by like, we had like Omicron, I started like at this location, like in the midst of like Omicron, and like no things offense, were fine. it's not that good of a war girl. I'm refraining from comment, but I am giving Connor a look that may saying, or may not be in agreement. I feel like half of Barry's, I'll say this loud and proud, and I won't cut it, is standing in line waiting to get weights. Like you're in a that is very true. in middle that is of school. So yeah. I've never been. We I feel, how am I bringing you into the fold right now? I feel like I'm not bringing you into the fold. No, I'm, I'm taking it all in. 
Oh. You, I want you to go. No, we should all go. Because I want you to experience I'd be it. down to try it out. It's like a lot. But you can't yeah. like it. If you like it, I'll be furious. Here's the thing. I do like it, but the people that go every single day, I'm like, this can't be healthy for you. No. One time when I was in Chicago, I paid this money to like go every day. Like, so like unlimited, which is where they give you like mm-hmm. 30 credits for 30 mm-hmm. days. And then you have to go every day. And if you miss a day, then you have to double. But by the end, I was like, my joints are falling off. Your wrists start to hurt because you're like holding heavy dumbbells Wait, a lot of it. Time out. They make you go every day? You have, well. You don't like have to. But you're paying for the credits. So it's like you pay for, so it's like an unlimited membership. And so it's like 30. Oh, uh, like so if and- you don't use it every day, it's as if you're paying. Yes. For, okay, I got yes. what you're saying. And also just to counteract it's this. It's not healthy to go every day. It's no. not. And that's the thing is I'm kind of just like, why are you not doing other things? Like. Do you are you aware that there's a million other workout options for you? And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with doing high intensity fitness every single day, but like you are going to be putting like wear on your joints that you'll yeah. be adjacent to someone seven your years old. Your body is going to metabolize your filler way too fast, <laughs> which is right. a real thing. No, right? Like your filler is going to start to spread throughout your face. Um, Wait, so back to B- business school. Yes, yeah, business school. Would you ever, so is your, is this to help your current career? Would you want to start a business? Like, so, and did you do business undergrad? I, have to I did not do business undergrad. What did you do undergrad? So political I did political science with the intention right. of going to law school. And then Ooh. I did four months of LSAT prep. And this is really how I know the universe just like is plotting against me at times. Um, I did four months of LSAT prep, slaved away for months. And then scheduled my LSAT for the wrong date and put it in incorrectly in my calendar. And my tutor messaged me. He's like, how did the LSAT go? I'm like, it's next week. And he's like, no, it's not. It was yesterday. And I was like, oh. So you said, okay, I won't go to law school. I was like, all right. But also, too, it was the last one of the cycle. And I would have had to wait a year. And then I also realized, I was like, I actually hate this. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was, like, doing little like, little social media stuff. I was doing, like, just, like, random hee-hee-ha-ha funny stuff between Twitter and TikTok. And I was like, and Erica, a dear friend of the podcast. Shout out. Um, made a One comment. One of the hottest people I've ever seen. Incredible. We love her. She made a comment, and she was like, well, if you love social media so much, like, it was sort of, like, a little bit derogatory. And I was like, I received it because I was being insufferable. I just moved from California back to – I moved from California to the East Coast. And I was being – LA adjacent and insufferable and she's like well if you love social media so much why don't you just do it for a career and I was like wait you're so right like why am I not doing something in social media and that's when I found my the master's program in currently this and is super dicky because it sounds like you're not going to go to law school and I love so many lawyers. I might go later uh-huh my mom is a lawyer my professor from kindergarten is a lawyer and wait to back up your professor from kindergarten my best friend <laughs> oh oh my I was like from kindergarten <laughs> okay and <laughs> I just don't see that for you. I feel like you're such a creative, interesting, and I don't mean that they're not. It just like they're not. Like that is like <laughs> they're three so years not. of they're so yeah, not. where it's like three years of your life where you ended up like kind of doing this one thing. And that was my issue. Is I was like, I love social media and I loved doing like little like content things. I'm like, being creative is fun. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I can't be creative when reading a brief, a legal brief from no. 1870 yeah. written in not new English. I could see you working on like a campaign if you ever wanted to, or just like, I almost did. Which one? Um, it was a gay mayor in San Diego. Um, did he win? He did. I don't know his name, but shout out to you wherever you are. I'm sure he's in office till I, that was like a year and a half ago. His name is Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg. Now, <laughs> Pete Buttigieg is now the mayor of San Diego. Right. <laughs> right. Chastin is the first husband of San Diego. Chastin. <laughs> but why are you looking at me like that? Wait, I hate Amy Klobuchar. Is that okay to say? Didn't she throw a paperweight at one of her interns? Which I personally yes, find I hilarious. There. I was there. With I her. find that Were so you? funny. Yeah. No. 
Like, I know objectively it is a horrible thing for her to throw a paperweight at somebody, but, like, imagine being a grown adult and an intern makes a mistake and your first guttural reaction is to take your, like, five-pound paperweight and chuck it at somebody. Like, how insane is that? I've just, like, never physically done anything to anyone. No, Except on the street, I will shoulder you if you're in my way. Oh, me too. As people look at me and they're like, when I do that, they're like, oh, I'm, it's... I feel like some people... are too tall to do it. Yeah, people are gonna fight me if I do it. Because yeah. then, like, it's actually, like, a legitimate physical threat. Whereas, like, if someone's just, like, walking by and, like, a smaller person's, like, bumps. Yeah. It's like, okay, there's that person. Are you 6'3"? It's like, 6, like, 1 or 2. I don't know. I feel like, it, like, every time I check, I feel like it's something different. So I just go with 6'1". Because I'm like, I'm not going to be that girly that's like, I'm 6'5". And I'm actually 6'1". Like, you're 6 feet tall, it doesn't right. matter. No, no one cares. Yeah. And also, I've been in my wanting to be more petite era. So I, on dating apps, say that I'm 6 feet tall. Is that an eating disorder? Yeah. Definitely is. Diagnosed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not Connor outing me. No, I'm kidding. That's, that's um, what we talk about on this pod a lot, though. Eating disorders. I love that. Yeah, we have... I, most of our guests have had an eating disorder. I had one I'm pretty sure I diagnosed. We had, right. like, a little moment. Like, 2019, I was living in California. All these people were like, I had an eating disorder. It came and went. I'm like... I just sort of realized... I had one this, forever. See, I sort of had one of those moments where I was like... I'm a grown man, like, limiting my calorie intake. That's so embarrassing. And then just never did it again. I think what changes is that you want big arms. <laughs> yes. I was like, this is so unserious and embarrassing. What am I doing? <laughs> and I was like, what are we doing That's this for? That's funny. But it's true. It's like, why? what is the point of this? I'm laughing, but inside I feel targeted. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like... No, but I think that's a good reframe. No, but it would just it literally like hit me like a bus one day. I was like, wait, this is the most absurd and ridiculous and embarrassing thing I've ever done in my life. What am I doing? And then That's a great was never plagued by it again. I feel like sometimes you have to give yourself the ick for yourself. And it worked. And it works. Like, expeditiously. Yeah. And we've never, we've not gone back. I feel like, I'm trying to think of an example exactly, but I've definitely had things in my life, too, where I'm like, what the fuck is no, matter yeah. with you? And right. then, uh, and it, like, once you have that click in your head, it just is, like, night no, and day. Yeah. I also want to bring up something, actually, a boys club I want to be a part of. Yes, this is, like, do. very random, but I really need to bring it up. Please. And I'm not saying I'm inspired by what is on your countertop right now, but pure, pure for men users, I want to be a part of that boys club. That's a boys club I want to see more of in the future. Taking pure for men. Yeah. I'm just like, I feel like I forget that people do that. Take it. Um, I... Is it not popular? I thought it was something that was... Like, I just forget of... about it, but people mm-hmm. do do it um, and use it regularly. It's not mine, first off. Mm-hmm. Okay, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love how there's no, like, twisting your arm. It's dumb. I'm taking too many supplements. I take pure for men and Nutrafol so I can be a, a bottom of perfect hair. And I feel like I'm not either of those things right now. <laughs> and so I'm just like really on a journey with that. Um, I love that. I think it's dumb. I, I, I think you could also just eat like normal fiber or just right. like, train yourself to become a top and then all your problems are solved. Let's talk about that because that's what, the top trying to train yourself into being a top because that's what the era I'm trying to be in it's at this in point. Right. But I don't think I... Is I it the mechanics or the mentality for you? I think that you're taking a really sensitive part of your body and you're trying to slam it into a really tight hole. And it's like, it actually, that is a really sensitive part of the body. It doesn't feel good to just whack it around. <laughs> it's hard. To me, it's more so the mentality. I think you just need more lube, probably. It shouldn't feel like whacking anything. Why are you... Yeah, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it should probably you're slide. <laughs> I just, it's really tough. Sex is really tough. I, I just so much. I just feel like... It, for me, it's the mentality. Because, like, it, it, to me, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like topping is the most, like, unserious thing where it's just, like, you're just, like, you're just in somebody and they're just, like, there. And I'm just, like, what what's up with that? Like, I feel very, and we were talking about this before the episode started, but I feel very much like this is the Emily Ratajkowski and Julia Fox clip. I have her book somewhere. 
It's right there. I see it. That's yeah. beautiful. No, I resonate with Julia Fox in the sentiment that, like, to me, penetrative sex is over. I'm like... Wait, yes, someone was just telling me that Julia Fox was a... No, no, it's not like penetrative sex. Yeah, well, she... Yeah. Wait, we're allowed to say that? I mean, yeah, she said it. You can say it. anything you want. I... Wait, she said it. There's a movement now that is penetrative sex is over. I mean, I don't Gay know. Gay men are don't think that. I don't mean I don't know if it's a movement, but I do know that she did say it on that podcast with Emily Ratajkowski, where she's like, "I'm just like done with men." And honestly, I do agree. I think men are over to me. I'm just like, what is your purpose? I say as a man, but like, what is your purpose? Like truly, <laughs> I think that a lot about like I love men and I would love to date one, but it just gets to a point where I'm like, realistically, like I don't. Ugh. <laughs> right. I'm just like, why? And if not for penetrative sex, then for what? Right. Because I'm like, it's it's not like any man has emotional intelligence. Well, <laughs> I think they do. I think there are, do but they? you got to find the right ones. Do you know where they are? Can you point me in the right direction? Because I cannot find them anywhere. I am not in the in the same landscape as you guys, so I don't know. But I've looked low and high. But I feel like well, we have a lot to unpack here. We do. First, Okay. So the topping mentality that you both want to tap into, yeah, is it for for you for you it's mechanical. I just think it hurts to put your dick in a tight space. Okay, for you it's mechanical. If for you is it mechanical or no, not at all. It's It's mentality. It's just mentality because I'm just like, well, if you're not into that, you're not into that. Well, the thing is, it's like it's not that I'm not into it. It's just that it's like. That's the end of my sentence. It's just that, like, why? Like, I feel like it, for me, if I were to try to toss somebody, it would just be funny. Like, okay. there's no way that it would it would be like I'm doing a comedic routine. It is a little bit. You do have to take yourself so seriously. And I don't do that ever. Yeah. Everything is a funny, silly little joke to me. Well, you could switch, and then there's, like, that's a true. balanced power dynamic, and that's then there's true. less of that. No, that's real. And it's more just like we're doing this for each other. Honestly, Nico might have just solved all of my problems. That's why I'm here. Where do I send you my, my money? <laughs> invoice? The, yeah, where do I? Where do you? Where do you, <laughs> you invoice can memo me three thousand for the session. Um, okay, perfect. Wait, <laughs> you look dissatisfied over there. No, I got Botox, <laughs> and that's brave. <laughs> okay, is it also mental for you, or is it just mechanical? Like, do you feel weird? I think it's really I, okay. So I did. I topped. I enjoyed topping one time, and I have talked more than that. But one time I was like, oh, I kind of get this. And then, okay, here's what I'm going to say. This is so vulnerable. I, I was lucky that. that, like, so I feel like I came out early, but sex came late. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is because I got sober young. I started getting sober at 19. Mm-hmm. Who was having sober sex when they were, like, like who's meeting someone that's gay in North Carolina having normal sober sex at that age? That so I think true. it was a little bit, but this isn't a sob story. I'm... I'm pre-famous. And <laughs> so, but like, honestly, so then I feel like that came late. Yeah. So like sex always had this like kind of bit of stress associated with it mm-hmm. that I never feel like I completely got the, like finished. Mm-hmm. And I will say about my ex was like very actually good at, I feel like I did learn a lot from him. When I say all in the hips, like I feel like I topped him and enjoyed that and he was like helpful at me kind of understanding what topping was. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder for you guys too, I like for queer sex, at least the the variations of it that I've participated in, I feel like, and for most queer people, your initial lens that you put your experiences through and your sexual experiences is heteronormative. So yeah. there's very yeah. much like this like, man woman mask femme mm-hmm. vibe to it so like i've always obviously leaned masculine and so the 
when I was like out as like a lesbian dating, it was always like, oh, I will be the top because I'm the masculine one. Mm-hmm. So like I wonder, but I also like as I've gotten older and obviously transitioned to become more comfortable with my gender and my sexuality in that way, my sexuality has and my sexual preferences have evolved a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, so like I wonder for you guys, do you feel like you were like put in a box because of a certain way that you presented or something? And then you've like been like, oh, I never actually examined. Do I even want to bottom? Do I want yes. to top? Do I want to do any of this? Yes. I feel like that probably happens to a lot of games. Hard to I am often feminized, mm-hmm. and I'm often the more feminine one in the partnerships that I mm-hmm. end up land in, and then I become that. Like that's like the self fulfilling prophecy, maybe. Yeah, and I think too in dating recently, I feel like I've also sort of become more and more turned off by people who are like very set in their ways of like i'm big masked on top raw mm-hmm. like i'm very like grossed out by that now in a way that like yeah. i was not a couple years ago and i think i'm now looking for someone who like is comfortable with towing the line of like the balance between the two mm-hmm. um because also it's just like at, at, at what point are you just performing which also brings us to the greater point of like i did not realize like how much of like heterosexual heterosexual dating is just performance oh absolutely and i think i that has become ever present in the last couple months as I like examine what dating means for me is I'm like oh where can I find someone where this is not a performance yeah like where can one find that because like mama I'm we're running empty here like it's it's slim pickings for that yeah I wonder too if like uh, I mean I don't I'm sure this is not a novel idea at all but I think that there's probably a lot of gay men who could learn quite a bit from like lesbian spaces in terms mm-hmm. of how, what like female masculinity looks like yes yeah. and like mm-hmm. femdoms and like other things like that where you're like I, i'm sure of course that exists in like gay male or masculine spaces obviously but like yeah. i think that there's probably a lot of guys who like get pigeonholed into the kind of like heteronormative version of gay sex yeah and um, a masculinity that is so tied to maleness and not freed yep so like i, I bet there's a lot to i don't know because a lot of what I'm hearing is stuff that doesn't exist as much in, like, lesbian spaces and dyke spaces because there is, like, this inherent, like, you have to yes. break a lot of stuff because that is not awarded to you in your, yeah. in the, I don't know, the way that people treat people that are born women. No, 100%. You know what I'm saying? That sounds really nice. I think that in dating, cultivating a huge major stress will always be penetrative sex. Yes. Sure. Don't dating profiles now, like, especially with, like, grinder, can't you be super specific about like, what you want? Most men want yes. Penetrative sex. But, right, but could you put on yours like not looking for penetrative sex? To me, that would be so a lot. Well, that's that's my. I personally am very turned off by people who do that, and like dating profiles. When they say they're not ex- looking for that, when you're ex- no, 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 if you're like explicitly putting like your sexual position on your dating app, I say no because it means that it's super important to them. I, I say no like I won't because I'm like, issue. why are you putting this? Like, ultimately, I think it's sex is, like, something that's, like, a lot of the time very personal. It's, like, why are you putting this on your dating profile? Like, I don't know you. Yeah. Like, I don't know your mom's name. For certain people, I think it does. I guess it depends what you're looking for. If you're on Grindr to fuck. But I'm talking about, like, Hinge and, like, why people put that. I'm, like, why are you doing that? I feel like if somebody, if sex is super important to somebody as a part of their dating life. Yeah. Wouldn't it make sense for them to put that on their profile so that they meet people that also have that So that's how I feel about, I agree with you. That's how I feel if you're writing, like if they're writing that they're a top or they're a bottom or whatever they're looking for that, it just means that sex is important to them. Yeah. And it's like the kind of, 
I don't know, you, it is the, like the subtle thing you can definitely gauge a lot from. Yeah. So I will typically not be down for that just because like that is a sign that like this really matters to this person. Yeah. In a way where it's like if someone says their typical Sunday is hungover from the night before, it's like that's fine. I don't judge that. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It's just like I feel like that would be something that we would... I think you would want to know as much on. up top as you can so you can just weave yes. through it and be like, I'm not even going to waste my if time you're obsessing this person. Three things. Because it's not my thing. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you say that you're a top or a bottom, whatever, that's like a big important thing. If you say that you're obsessed with your dog, it feels important to me. Yeah. And if you say uh, the the hungover thing, I think that's just like good to know about a person fast. And maybe this is just me, but I'm like, to me, if I like someone, like I am okay to partake in whatever sexual role is like fluid with them. So it's like for me, I if I, like I would never date someone, get along with them really well really like them and yeah. then be like oh they're a bottom so I'm not talking to them. like totally. that's just ridiculous to totally. me of course and so it's like that's why I'm very anti putting it on your profile because I'm like very open to doing whatever yeah but and those I... people wouldn't be compatible with you right people who are need well, a certain thing I mean no well no so not necessarily I mean, you would be okay right well not necessarily because it's like for me you're like, like type O blood but if I actually am type, I actually am type O <laughs> funny so enough there are people that wouldn't you're being you're Flexible, compatible, or yeah. flexible, versatile, whatever. Switch. Yeah. Yes, they're not. So yeah. Like, they're not. But that would be fine for me. You know what I mean? Then you don't need to say no to them. But I just find it off-putting. Mm. If like on a on certain like again, if this is grinder, like we're talking like the gutter, like that, yeah. like I expect the worst. But it's like yeah. on Hinge, you have no business like next to like your place of employment, like the picture that you have of like your that mother, and then it's like I also only Wait, take I dick. I'm just like, why that. are you? This is just like makes no sense. That actually has in terms of like strange, a strange listing of information. Um. Okay. I guess we should ask our last question. What's a voice club you want to see in the world, my guy? Um. <sighs> Wait, that was crazy. <laughs> that was like, yeah, wait, where did that come from? I like, so like, I like flex. Okay. Like the other day I got dinner with my friend from college and I was like, she's like engaged to this like man and I like talked to him like really extensively about his startup. I feel like I can like be whatever you need me to be. I'm I mean? the same way. I just like flex. I love flex. that. I feel like my boys club, the boys club I want to see more of in the world is everyone being sexy and fun. Like, I feel like we need to, like, stop taking ourselves so seriously. Let's be sexy and fun. So true. Like, let's, (laughs) let's just, like, start being more fun. Why are we, let's, let's all stop taking ourselves so seriously. I think that we need to channel our inner bejeweled. You know what I mean? So true. Yeah. There's, like, that is a song that's, like, it kind of reminds me of, it was Zach Signore who was on Mm -hmm. months, years ago, really. And he was, like. His boys club was people that like dress up and there's like cocktail tables and you like go out mm-hmm. and it's like Saturday at 6pm and you just like go to a thing and everyone look, looks nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is this like element of like just like being hoppy-ish. Yeah. And just like walking into a room and being kind of like witchy. I like, want to see more of that because I'm really getting tired witchy. of people like taking like and I don't mean this in a bad like just like let's let's all t- we are all living this <laughs> Connor is making a face at me right now and I need to make it known. Um, <laughs> no I feel like we're, everyone takes themselves too seriously in the city and it's like we're all 20 something years old. Okay, like, let's have fun. Like, let's be serious for fun. Connor's also like, hello. And some of us are in our later 20s. <laughs> but, like, Why is everyone obsessed with my age today? I've never looked younger than right now. No, it's so true. Do I look younger? You do. But I got I, a mild medical procedure done. That's, I love that for you. Cosmetic one. Gender affirming care. Gender affirming care. <laughs> I was just saying, I think my boys club that I'd love to see more is people being... Fun. Hot, fun fun. hot, hot fun sluts. Hot, hot fun sluts. And I don't like. Let's just polish like, up real nice. Nice. 
It's from that song. Remember that uh-huh. song? <laughs> like, I found, every day I wake up and I'm like, I'm waiting for Jen to take a hot picture of me so I can make the put the photo on Instagram. And the she's caption. taking so many. I want another one though, a new one, and I of her being like, and she she takes, she takes the picture and then I post it and the caption will be I polished up real nice and then in parentheses nice. Like, <laughs> and you guys like, like yeah, it. Let's just be more sexy, everyone. Like why not? Honestly, that was my la- that was my last and final thought. I think we all need to be funnier and sexier and like just try to cultivate that. How yeah. are you being funnier and sexier? Um, how am I going to be funnier and sexier? Uh, I think I'm going to try to get some more rings. That goes back to our hot hands debate. Mm. Have you thought about me every time you see hot hands? No. <laughs> You're but mad at me today. Damn. I'm not mad at you. You want me to die. <laughs> no, I think when I think about hot hands, um, I think I think about you when I think about rings, but not necessarily hot hands, because that's a conversation I feel like my sense of that predates our discussion about it, so my recollection back to it is something else. It's hard to monopolize that things in, in the brains of people who. But you monopolize a lot in my life in a beautiful way. Not I, monopolize sounded like an aggressive word. I meant that like you no. are related to a lot of the things I think about. That's, That's really so nice. cute. Yeah, like Kerouac. I texted you that the other day. Um, yeah, I agree. I think people need also like tapping into what makes you specifically hot in your right. own personal brand. Sam Sorokin said that that in New York people are good at. Finding what makes them hot. Yeah. Which is beautiful. I love that. Yeah. And I would agree. Do you want to uh, plug your socials before we go? If you want. Sure. Um, it's going to be my first name. Uh, and I'm not going to spell it out because we'd be here for five minutes. But it's just going to be my first name and my last name. Yeah. On Instagram. Um, we'll my... put it in the show notes. Yeah. Amazing. We're and then TikTok. The so we put it in the show notes. My TikTok is do, yeah. I am crazy, but I am free. Let's get out of here on a smooch. One, two, three. Hey, boys. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Boys Club. Connor, where can they find you on socials? You can find me on Instagram at Connor Janda. That's C-O-N-O-R, panda with a J. You can find me at Nico Carney, N-I-C-O, Carney, C-A-R-N-E-Y. You can follow both of us at Boys Club Comedy on Instagram. We have a monthly show at Club Coming, last week of the month. Uh, if you're in New York City, you better come hang out, come part, be part of the club. Okay, see you soon, boys. XOXO. Bye. Thank you.